Hello, beautiful. Welcome to Stress Less with me, Jess, season three, where I focus on business owners, entrepreneurs, and managers, and including their employees. If none of these apply to you, please stay tuned, because if you're looking for that realistic, real life podcast where it just helps you when you're stressed out and just looking for something to help you when you're stressed, this one is for you as well. to stress less with me, Jess. Today, I have one of an amazing woman that I know. I know I say a about a lot of women, but she has a beautiful story. Her name is Christy Greenleaf, and I'm going to do her introduction. Christy is a wife, a mom, a stepmom, and a friend, a co-worker, and a friendly shoulder to cry on. And she is a breast cancer warrior. In 2019, Christy came to the realization that she had been making everyone else a priority and had been neglecting herself. She started making small steps to slow down in life. And then in July of 2019, her life became a sudden halt when she was diagnosed with breast cancer. Christy, I am so excited for you to be here. Um, you, like I said, you have this beautiful story. And I think so many women can relate to you in the sense of not even just going through cancer, but in the sense of just giving and making everyone else a priority. And I know in this podcast, we focus on a lot of women entrepreneurs, but I really think it's it's such a blessing that women do, but I think it's a, such a negative thing that women do. We give and give and give, but we so neglect ourselves. No, thank you so much for having me, Jess. I'm so glad that we were able to connect. This is so amazing and I appreciate this opportunity. And yeah, I mean, I think so many women, whether you're a mom or, you know, a young woman just getting started out in their career or whatever, we find ourselves always on the go and a lot of people pleasing, right? And then, and in that, we just kind of forget ourselves, right? You just get so lost in the hustle and bustle of life that, you know, putting our health in our priority is sort of something that gets stuck on the back burner. And it, it's, it's true. And you said it like we, we make everyone else the priority. We make everyone else, you know, and we put ourselves back burner. we forget how to take care of ourselves. And, and it's not that we don't know how to, we do it for everybody else. We know the steps to take. We know how others want to feel but we really just go, oh, what about us? Who am I? What do I need? You know, I'm the mom. I have to sacrifice everything. I'm the breadwinner. I have to sacrifice everything. And it's just not the case. It really isn't. And I think that so many women view taking care of themselves as being selfish, right? And I was just having a conversation with a girlfriend of mine. She just went away for a weekend. And that mom guilt, for those of us that are moms, is really real, right? But being able to take that time away by yourself is just super refreshing. And it makes you a better partner. It makes you a better parent. It makes you a better coworker. Like it just really gives you an opportunity to just like reset instead of being on the go and taking care of everybody else all the time. And you said it's selfish. And I think, you know, with social media and everybody, we've kind of made that the word. Oh, it's selfish. You want to go take care of yourself? Your kid's sick. Oh, it's selfish. You want to go do a dream job? Doesn't your kid have to pay for college? And like people say these comments and we start to believe them. And it's like, but the reality is we're not showing our kid, our daughter, our son, that I'm important. We're not showing them that, Hey, these are standards. You show up for yourself and you set these boundaries for how others are going to show up for you right. or show your son. Like, 
your wife, your mom, that's your teammate, that's your support. Show your daughter that she is a prize. She's a priority. She helps. She's a teammate, you know? And so when we start to show them that we're not important, we set that as a standard. Yeah, I agree with that. And I feel like, um, you know, as it pertains sort of to my story and being diagnosed with breast cancer, right? Like there's nothing that says you need to prioritize self-care like a breast cancer diagnosis, really, right? So, I mean, I just think it's so important to take care of yourself and to take care of yourself when you're well so that you can prioritize that when you do, if you become sick, then, you know, you've kind of set the ground, I guess, in, in sort of a different manner, I guess. You're, you're forced to sort of stop and take care of yourself as opposed to, you know, making that choice before it's too late, so to speak. No, you're right. I think it's more of a setting the foundation too, right? So it's already that natural habit to take care of ourselves. And it's already a natural, like I said, like I said, standard boundary that people know that I'm taking care of myself and it's important. So when it came to that time in your life, when um, you were diagnosed with breast cancer, you have, was it four children? How many children do you have? Yeah. My husband and I, we have four children between the two of us. Yes. Wow. Right. So you're obviously busy. And then I read your bio as well. And it said that, you know, during your diagnosis and process of healing your breast cancer, your husband was then diagnosed as well, right? Yes. He was diagnosed with colon cancer in the middle of our journey, which was, you know, and, and for men too, prioritizing self-care is super important because he had had some things going on, but you know, he was caregiving to me, um, and taking care of our children. And so it's again, super important to prioritize your health, even when you're taking care of other people, because your health isn't less important than maybe the person that you're taking care of. I think, you know, all that balance, you know, you have the mom hat on, you have the caretaker hat on, you have healing hat on, you have going to, you know, your own to-do list hat on. So in the midst of all of this, in the stress of all of this, in the, this chaos, and like, I don't want to, you know, downplay it, right? Like that had to be oh, yeah, Absolute chaos. Yes. <laughs> right. How is it? I know it's not this simple, but how was it like to say, oh, I'm going to take these five minutes for myself. I'm going to show up for myself in this way. I'm going to have this self-care routine. What was that like and how did you do it? Yeah, it's funny that you that you mentioned that. So in, I guess, I think it's like March of 2019 is when I really kind of stopped to be like, okay, what I'm doing running around all the time is no longer serving me. Like it is, it is exhausting. I'm exhausted. I'm not being a good person. <laughs> Like it, it just isn't working for me. Right. So I worked with a girlfriend of mine and it honestly was as simple as like, okay, drinking a glass of water a day. I didn't have time to drink a glass of water a day, I drank lots of coffee, but did not have, have time to like, you know, have a glass of water. So like as simple as that and getting outside for like 20 minutes. Right. And so thankfully I had started, I had started those habits prior to my diagnosis. So that when I was actually going through my cancer treatments, there were days where I, I couldn't really move, right? Like exercise to me or prioritizing myself was like taking a shower. <laughs> that was like, that was like a priority for me, right? Like, okay, I feel like a new woman. I've been able to shower today or whatever. Um, but it's just been really important for me to make sure that I move my body, like sometimes 20, 30 minutes a day, you know, just going out, taking a walk and just getting some fresh air 
you know, we live in Maine, it's freezing cold here in the winter time. So like my time outside may not be, you know, all that long, because I am definitely a fair weathered friend, the cold is not not for me. But yeah, just really prioritizing, you know, just being able to clear my head. And for me, that's just like, getting outside, maybe taking a walk, maybe a workout for, you know, 30 minutes and just like clearing my head. And I, I love that you said that the simple steps, because I think we hear so many ways to take care of self-care, you know, there's meditation, there's yoga, there's going to the gym, there's, you know, therapy, they're, and they're all amazing, but sometimes you're not there yet, right? So taking that two steps back of what can I do today and something so quote unquote simple of, Hey, I drank three cups of coffee. Maybe one of these could be a cup of water. Absolutely. And I love, um, so ironically, I actually work in the disability world. So with folks that are out um, on disability. And so it is just super important, right? Prioritizing not only your physical health, but your mental health also. So is that meeting with a therapist? Like that's self-care is, you know, going and having your annual screening for a mammogram or for colon cancer or following up with your primary care. Like that is all self-care and they are all things that, you know, can easily be neglected if we just sort of run out of time. Um, but those are, those are really important aspects to taking care of yourself. I love what you said, cause you said when I run out of time, and I think that's so important because we prioritize our own time, right? So obviously things happen. I'm not going to say, you know, traffic happened, kid got sick, you know, things happen, but there's a lot of things that we prioritize ourselves, And it can be something so simple as, oh, I didn't have to scroll through social media today. I didn't have to binge watch on a Netflix today. I didn't have to make another cup of coffee today, right? And right. so we prioritize that ourselves and we forget how much control we actually have of our life. And listen, there's some things we don't have control of for sure, but there is definitely some control we actually have and we forget how much control we have of that and we kind of just give it away, you know? Absolutely. And so I, I think, you know, either to society of like, oh, I'm just going to scroll or, I have, I have to be there for my husband. I have to forget about my own cancer and then be there for him. And it's going, no, no, no. You both can be there for yourselves and each other. That's how it works, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's so, that's so important. And we all have the same 24 hours in a day, right? It's just a matter of how we use that. And for me personally, I think if I don't have it in my calendar, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> so, you know, I, I mean, I, I would laugh at people that would be like, oh my gosh, put in, you know, your 30 minutes of exercise, you know, a day or whatever. And I would laugh at those people, but really and truly, if I don't schedule that, I'm going to say all day long, oh, I'm going to work out. I'm going to work out. I'm going to work out. Nighttime comes and I'm like, I am too exhausted to work out. Right. So it's really like prioritizing your time um, and, and making it fit into your schedule. Because while we do have the same 24 hours, sometimes those 24 hours we have can be a little crazy. Right. But we can fit in maybe not 30 minutes, but maybe 15 minutes or something. So. And it's so true because one, I'm, I'm really big on writing it down because if I don't write it down, even something as, oh, I should work out this morning. If it's not written down, it's probably not going to happen. But I think you also said something. A lot of times we go, oh, I need 30 minutes of working out. Well, if I don't give myself 30 minutes, then I just can't do it. Well, isn't 15 minutes, 10 minutes better than no minutes? You know, and so I think, I think having that, like you said, on your website, which one I'm getting to because I love the name of your website. Um, <laughs> you talk a lot about perspective and I think that says a lot about it. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I forget everything. Chemo brain is like a real thing. And so I'm like, okay, wait, what are we talking about? Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes, you know, 30 minutes can be super overwhelming. Right. And, and when I first got together with a girlfriend of mine um, and started prioritizing self-care, eight ounces of water. I mean, that doesn't seem like a lot, right. But eight ounces of water at that time was like, I could drink a glass of wine. This would be great. But eight ounces of water. I mean, really, that's not going to work out so well. Um, so it really is just kind of putting it into perspective, right? And and baby steps. You don't have to, you know, jump all the way to the end. Like start out super simple, super small, and keep it realistic. Small and realistic. Those are my big, big words. But another thing I think, you know, for me reading your story and talking to you. I think a big one, again, women we are not big on is uh, asking for help. And so I kind of wanted your two cents on that. One, is it easy for you to ask help? And <laughs> definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> definitely not. Definitely not. And how do you ask for help? Because I think sometimes we look at it as a weakness when it's not. I think it's super important. I mean, I just know growing up, um, I was super fortunate. I grew up with both of my parents. My dad traveled all the time. My mom stayed at home. And then as we got older, she worked part-time. She was a nurse. And I grew up in an amazing neighborhood with a community of women that just took care of everybody else, right? So like, we didn't just have our own parents. We had everybody else's, you know, moms to kind of, kind of help. And that old saying, like it takes a village. I really, truly believe that. Right. So it does take a village to help raise your kids. You know, for me personally, my girlfriends are like lifesavers. <laughs> they're, they're absolute lifesavers. And I think that, you know, when I was diagnosed, asking for help was something that was definitely not easy for me. I don't like to ask for help on a normal day. So the fact that I actually had to ask for help really because I had no choice, that was super difficult. And I really just needed to sort of change how I thought about that. Right. And so if I had flipped the coin and I had another girlfriend that was going through the same things I was, I would absolutely run to help them, whether it was go to the grocery store for them, you know, drop off a card, maybe a gift card, you know, something just super simple and people want to help, right? And by nature, most of us are helpers so that I had to sort of reframe my mind to be like, okay, I'm not asking them to do something for me. They want to help what is going to be the best way that I can allow them to sort of do that. Is it picking up a kid for me, you know, after school? Is it dropping off a meal? Is it making a phone call maybe that I, I wasn't able to make to catch up with another, you know, person just to fill them in on sort of what was going on in our life because we're, you know, too, too busy, too tired, too whatever. So all kinds of different ways to be able to do that. We look at asking for help, you know, in such a negative way, but there's such relief when we actually get help and we always forget about that piece. We just remember the okay, I have to go ask for him to do the dishes tonight because I can't stand that long. I have to ask him to pick up pizza because I have to go pick up a kid that's on the other side of the town, right? Or like you said, just even having somebody call somebody. But when they call us, we just go, okay, cool. 
be there in a second. You know? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's so true. It's so true. I learned, I love um, Brene Brown. She's like, I love to listen to her podcast and she okay. just is like, right. Such a wealth of, of knowledge. And I love one of her podcasts that I listened to. Um, she actually was talking about like asking for help. You know, she had come back from a work trip and she was just exhausted, but she needed to, needed to go see like a son's or a daughter's game or something like that. Right. It was like a big event. And she was just really too exhausted to be able to do that. And I love that she and her husband incorporated a, like, where are you at? Like, what can you give in this relationship? Right. Like I'm at an 80 today. Like, can you do, you know, 20 or vice versa, right? Like just being able to communicate that and have those open and honest conversations has been really, really good. It's been great for my own personal life. You know, with my husband, I rely on my parents and my husband a lot, you know, especially with regard to our little kids. So just like if the plate is too full, what, what can I ask you know, someone to help me with what is, what's going to take that off of my plate or what's going to make that a little bit, you know, less stressful. I think also more enjoyable, right? So even just, right. Just even just going to pick up the kid or going to watch your son's soccer game, right? Like she said, for me to get there, I need, you know, X, Y, and Z. I mean, I need to have dinner ready for when we get home. So I might need the husband to go pick it up or even maybe he has to throw in the frozen pizza. Right. So, but if I don't ask for this help and I'm sitting at the soccer game, how much am I actually paying attention and seeing him make the goal and going, Oh my God, that's my son that made the goal. Yes. Or am I doing the to-do list in my mind? And I think we really forget that, that, yeah, you might be there. Your body's there. But are you really there? You right. know, are you really present? And the answer is probably no. Yeah, probably. I, I love that. That's such a great example. You're absolutely right about that. And I love that you bring up Renee Brown one because I'm such a huge believer of her because she's so real and she's so raw. And you know, and I think one of the things that's funny you bring her up too because in a podcast episode that I just recorded earlier, I was talking to somebody and they went into their closet and they're like, "Hey, like I apologize." this is the best spot for me. I'm going, listen to Brene Brown. She was in closet sometimes. And she'll tell you, hey, the girl that you know has how many books out that you know has no problem making gigs that has money is sitting in the closet because that's just where she's at. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's where you're at today. You know? And so I know you mentioned it quite a few times. It's just, that's where I'm at today. Say I'm at an 80, right? I'm at 20. But I have to have that awareness. And then as the next part is saying, I'm telling somebody that I lean on, who's my partner, who's my teammate. And you mentioned too, a couple of times that it's my husband, but it's also my friends too, right? My parents, you have these people that are literally just waiting for you to call them and say, I got you. I'm your cheerleader. What do you need? Where am I at? You know? And so, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm super fortunate you know, in my daily work um, that I do, I work with an amazing team of women and we all kind of give each other that same courtesy also, right? Like we all are working human beings. Um, Half of us are moms. Some of us are not moms. 
but we all have responsibilities. We all have parents that we're taking care of or children that we're taking care of or family just stuff, right? And it's so important too, I think, in the workplace to just show up for other women as well and just give yourselves grace, right? There's the, there is nothing wrong with being like, you know what? I have like four phone calls I need to make for work today, but I really only have it in me to do two. Is there someone else that can help me with that, right? And I think that in a working world, it also is seen as weak if you're asking for help. And I just challenge folks too, to just like put that in perspective, right? Like, I don't see that as a weakness. I see that as, hey, we're all in this together. We we all need help sometime, like let's work together because if we're all working together, then we can kind of come to the common, you know, goal of making sure customer service is in, in order or, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be. No, you're right. We all have a spot, whether you are, and I always say it's, it's whether you're the janitor or the CEO, it does not matter. We all have a spot and it's for like he, he brought up right where he says like, you do this part, you do this part, you're in this part, you know, of the, um, the crate in the car and stuff like that. Like, because everybody had their own spot. But if the tire guy didn't show up for work, you didn't get tires on that truck, you know, because everybody had their spot, you know, so it doesn't matter where you are in the, um, you know, in the, you know, if you're the janitor or the CEO or whatever, but everybody has their spot. So yeah, we have to lean on each other because we all have the common goal of either that you said, giving the customer what they need, whether it's making that speaking engagement, whether it's, you know, serving our clients, it doesn't matter. We were all there for that same reason. And we have to support each other because sometimes that part is harder, right? So maybe I'm on the call with a customer a lot longer. And so I now need help getting, you know, with another person, or maybe my computer shut down because technology never works for me. I don't know about it. Preach. That's an episode within itself. But um, maybe. I'll tune in for that one too. <laughs> but the only way it works is that like, we have the awareness hey, I can't show up this much today. I need support in this. But I think what also happens, and I don't think we see this, is that if I call you and say, hey, Christy, I need support, I need help. Can you help me with this situation? Two weeks from now, when your husband is now sick, he's maybe having another episode, or you have an episode, or your, your daughter gets sick, or whatever. Maybe you're just stressed in general. Maybe you just had a really bad call and a struck a nerve. You call me and say, Hey, Jess, I really need to pick up these extra phone calls from me. You, we now created this bond, right? We now lean on each other in the sense of we have each other's backs. Totally. Right. And so now we just create this huge other culture, this other community where it's just like, let's be who we are where we're at today and support the heck out of each other. Cause we all have to go home at five and go put on a new hat, you know? Right. So true. So true. You know? But in the sense of, you know, again, I know you talk a lot about perspective, Yeah. but in the sense of, you know, you mentioned it a lot of times when we start our own business, no matter where we're at, whether it's coaching, it's fitness, it's speaking, it's something online. A lot of times we still have a side gig or we still have a nine to five. And I love that you are so open about that because I don't think a lot of us are. I don't think a lot of us are open to saying, I'm doing Uber driving because I have to pay for bills still. 
And I love that you're very open to it. Like, hey, I have a nine to five, but I'm still doing my side hustle because my side hustle is coming. But today where I'm at, I'm happy. I've conquered so much. It's growing. It's becoming something. And this is where I'm at today, man. Right. So true. So, you know, since I have been um, diagnosed with cancer and out of my, I mean, that's a whole other episode in itself, but my um, cancer diagnosis and my cancer treatments left me with a lot of lifelong complications. Um, and so I've just been back in the workforce part-time, which I'm super grateful to my company um, that they've been able to work with me and allow me to do that. Um, so that's been phenomenal. And I do love my job. I work with folks that, you know, are out on disability. And so I can offer them sort of that unique perspective, right? Like you, you can get back to wellness. You can get back, you know, to, to doing something. Is it what maybe you were doing before? Maybe not. Maybe it's something different. Maybe it's part-time, you know, look, it's kind of a way to look at things through a new lens, I suppose. Right. And so, for me, um, I've had some amazing opportunities just to sort of share my cancer journey and to share, you know, obviously my husband being diagnosed um, with cancer during my journey as well. And I'm super passionate about that. He and I are both here because we had screenings, you know, annual screenings. And that's super important to me to kind of get that message out there to other people. And so, you know, I was fortunate to be able to be the survivor speaker for the American Cancer Society and their Making Strides event. And that was just such an amazing opportunity to be with so many different folks and, and be able to really have that platform to share my story. And I feel like we can all learn so much from other people's stories. And that's just super important to me to be able to kind of get out there and speak on that and you know, again, I do have the unique <laughs> sort of um, lens where I am, you know, I have been the disabled person that has worked in the disability industry as well, right? And so I think it's just really creating and cultivating sort of those relationships and really empathy towards, you know, people and their their situations. And I just am very passionate about, about sharing those stories. So I love it. I think that's so much about what I'm trying to do in this podcast is that everybody has their own story and we have our own different ways of relating to everybody's story. And I think just getting people to talk about their story, how they healed, how they're growing and talking about the good and the bad, because I think, you know, right. again, with social media and stuff like that, and even again, growing your own business, they tell you, show the good stuff, show the good stuff. But there's bad, there's bad in everything and just seeing it and, you know, connecting that way, I think is, is so amazing. And congrats to everything that you're doing too. You know, like you said, you've got to speak at some amazing places and some women that really needed to hear you needed to hear you. Um, before we get into your business, like I said, I keep saying like the name of your website just like hits home. I know it's going to hit home <laughs> for a lot of us. Um, perspective. And again, because you say it so much, what is your, um, perspective. No. Um, what, what do you feel? How do you feel having a new perspective, a healthy perspective, um, looking at different perspectives in general helps with stress? Ooh, that is a really good question. Um, hmm. Well, I sort of, at the beginning is sort of when we first talked, I believe that sort of everything happens for a reason, right? And in our lives, I guess, 
you know, when I was diagnosed and I was going through my cancer journey and then my husband was diagnosed, that was like a huge blow to our family. Right. And so I could make the decision to sit there and just keep crying. And don't get me wrong. I definitely did that. (laughs) Um, Right. But then at some point I was like, okay, this isn't going to really get me anywhere at the end of the day. Right. And I came across this really amazing quote um, by Mel Robbins. And it was, you have been to sign this mountain to show others that it can be moved. And I thought, wow. Okay. So rather than looking at my situation, rather than looking at all of this stress, rather than thinking, why me, why me, why me, why not me? Right. Why not me? My husband and I, I mean, we've been married before. We're kind of a little bit of a Brady Bunch family. Right. And we have overcome so many obstacles together and we have such an amazing partnership. Like, okay, why not us? We're still standing right? So what do we need to do to be able to move forward together as a family, you know, take, taking these experiences and turning them into something positive, right? I think sometimes whether it's stress of work or family or home, you know, really looking at those and being, okay, what is the lesson that is intended for me with this situation that I'm in and really sort of reframing that and turning it into something positive, I think is just so key to being able to sort of move forward and just not be stuck. I love it. I think you said a lot of things there. And I think you said, you know, a lot of us go, oh, it's always rainbows and butterflies if I try to change perspective, but it's not. But like you said, I think it's helping us move whether it's moving a centimeter to an inch to a foot, but it's helping me move the situation. It's helping me take that actionable step, right? It's helping me do something where, yes, for sure, have your cries, have your woes, have your, you know, your, your sad party. Nothing wrong with that. I completely say, go do it, but then what, right? So when you're in it and you're feeling it and you've got your cries and you're saying, okay, how can I move? Like you said, it's that perspective. What else can I do with it? And you said, Mel Robbins, cool, another one, right? Right. He says, so I mean, read her story alone. It makes you motivated, right? Um, you know, it, you know, it's she changed the perspective of it. She changed her look, your outlook on the situation. And that's literally half the battle, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think I try to look at each situation, you know, good, bad, whatever, as you know what is, what is the lesson that I'm supposed to learn from this? Right? Like, how can I, how can I move forward, um, with this? And I, I will say, you know, obviously our family has been touched by cancer. Um, and for me, it's just super important to be able to give back to the cancer community. Right. And so I'm able to do that through like mentor programs and helping with the local cancer center here, um, and being a client advocate on their committee for, um, client advocacy, like just really taking those experiences, good or bad, and using them for positive change is super important. I love it. Before we get into how people can work with you, hear you speak, all that fun stuff. I love this new thing I started. I went on this other podcast not too long ago and they did this thing called a lightning round and literally just random fun questions. And I think it kind of like shows you in a different personality. Like, you know, we have our business hat, you know, again, just having those different hats. Um, But it just kind of brings some fun to it. So before we get into how we keep your mission and you, you know, how we can hear you speak and things like that. I want to kind of just jump into this lightning round. So here we go. 
All right. <laughs> Hang it on. I'm ready, Jess. I'm ready. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. So the first question is, what is your favorite book? What is your go-to book? What is your favorite book? I absolutely love the book Untamed, Glennon Doyle, Untamed. That was a phenomenal read. And I'm not one to go back and read books again, but I 100% would read that book again. Wow. And what about that makes you want to read it again? It really was just very empowering to me. And, you know, I just appreciate that you just kind of show up who you are. You know, like life isn't all rainbows and unicorns, right? It's super messy. Um, but just being able to, to show up who you are and just not being sort of in that box of what society says, like, oh, me as a mom, you know, I need to be a mom or I need to work or I need, you know, I can't have passion. I can't put myself first, you know, all of those things like that's out the window. And I just think that there's something super freeing about that. I love it. Um, last meal, if you had one last meal, they said, this is your last meal of your life. What would it be? Oh gosh. I am super boring. I'm a gluten-free vegetarian, (laughs) 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 but, uh, yeah, let's see. What would my last meal be? Um, it would probably have to be like some Italian food, like eating up all the carbs and like the spaghetti and Alfredo sauce, all of that jazz with a glass of wine. Of course. Of course. It's funny, it never fails. The last meal is always some kind of Italian carved, you know. Right? <laughs> always, always. And then lastly, one more question. Um, what would be, your, what's your hobby? Like, what's your go-to hobby? Um, well, does traveling and sitting on the beach, laying in the sun, working on my tan, does that work? <laughs> or does. Sure does. <laughs> I love like summertime is my absolute favorite and I love to just be outside. I'm super fortunate um, living here in Maine. We have the ocean not too far from us. We have a lake house not too far from us. So just really being able to just like sit outside, relax, you know, just chill out and soaking in the sun. Like that's my jam. I love it. And, you know, if you haven't been to Maine, definitely hit up Maine. I went there for a week back in September. Oh my God. We got a yurt for a couple of days. And then we went to Bar Harbor for a couple. It was, our trip went so by so fast. We is so, so it's gorgeous. I mean, the food is amazing. The nicest people you will ever meet in your darn life. I'm just like, it's so true. So true. Mainers talk to everybody. We love everybody. I don't think we heard a, a, a car horn beep at all. You know, just my area alone. And I'm in like the suburbs. It's like, beep, beep, beep. You know, no, no. Thanks for doing that with me. Oh. But, um, so, you know, what is your mission statement with, um, with your business and your speaking engagement? What's your, uh, what's your mission statement? I know we mentioned it a couple of times, but I would love for you to like summarize it for us. Yeah, really. I just... I'm super, I love to more or less help women, right? And really empowering women to prioritize their self-care. It isn't selfish. (laughs) And in fact, you know, you could say that by prioritizing your self-care, really, you know, you're extending your life, right? You're taking care of yourself. You're putting yourself, your health and your well-being first, right? And then also just really being able to share other people's stories. I think we can learn so much from other people. 
And sometimes when people are in a really dark place, they might not be able to see sort of that light at the end of the tunnel, right? And you just never know when you may be that light for someone else through sharing your story. And so I think that that is just super, super important. And you can always learn from from someone else, right? Um, And then just really changing perspective, right? So just really, again, empowering women and and folks just to change how they look at a situation, whether it's a situation that maybe isn't so great, right? Really kind of turning that and changing it into something a little bit more positive or, you know, what is the good that could maybe come from this situation? So yeah, I just am super passionate about that. And again, just really sharing other people's stories. I, I am going to be starting a podcast, which I've been, you know, saying for the longest time. And I just have to bite the bullet and just get it done because there are so many amazing women that I am connected with that have such amazing stories. And it isn't about being, you know, perfect or having it done perfectly. It really is just about getting started. And so that is, kind of next on my list <laughs> to I get going. I can, you're, yeah, you're going to kill it. I already know it. I can't but wait. You're going to have to come on as a guest. Yes. It's going to be great. But I, so we can connect with you on real, uh, real in your crazy. And I love your name. Call me instantly real in your crazy. Cause I, you know, we all have that girlfriend. So I read a little bit about your bio and your best friend. And we all have that one girlfriend that we call going, let me just let this out real quick. Right. You know? And so I just, as soon as you said that, I just saw that I'm going, oh my God, I'm not alone. We all have that girlfriend that we just call and say, let me be crazy real quick, you know? And then we got my normal face on. So tell us about real and you're crazy. Yeah. So real and you're crazy. So it's R E E L like, you know, reel it in, reeling in the fishing rod there, reel it in. Um, it kind of, so my best friend and I, we have been best friends for 38 years. Our mothers kind of forced us to play with one another. She was homeschooled, you know, not allowed to watch TV, couldn't play with Barbies. I like loved Barbies, sneak watching general hospital when my parents weren't around, you know, whatever. Um, we just were forced to hang out with each other and we became best friends. And so we have seen each other through amazing times. And we have seen each other through our absolute worst times. And it was during one of my absolute worst times in my life. I had just gotten divorced. Um, I was just going through a really, really hard time. I had broken up with uh, someone that I had been dating that ultimately ended up kind of breaking my heart. And I would just kind of turn every single situation with meeting men or dating or whatever those what if scenarios, right? And kind of comparing. And she finally had to be like, girlfriend, you need to reel in your crazy, like reel it in, move on, like get yourself together and like, let's move on. And I was like, oh, (laughs) that's a little come to Jesus talk over there. All right. But we all need a little come to Jesus talk, right? And so- sure do. Right? Oh yeah. that's kind of where real in your crazy came from. And it's just a phrase like we say to one another all the time, like girlfriend, you need to reel in your crazy. Like, you know, we get stuck in our heads and we can create all these what if scenarios and like all of that. And it's wasting our time. Right. So like reel it in. And sometimes we can't get out of our own way. Right. And we need a girlfriend to be like, 
okay, take 24 hours, put your big girl pants on, yeah. and let's move on. <laughs> it's so true. That's what I'm saying. I saw that. I was like, oh, we're going to connect. No, yeah. it's great. And how would you like people to reach out to you? Is there an action step you want them to take to connect with you? What, what do you want my listeners to do for you? Yeah, sure. If they want to connect with me on Instagram, um, I am on Instagram. I have to figure out how to change my name on that. I was like trying to do that the other day. And again, when you uh, do your whole technical piece there, I'm signing up for that girlfriend. <laughs> <I got. laughs> that's, that's not for me. So I'm at um, Christy, which is C-H-R-I-S-T-Y underscore Topher, T-O-P-H-E-R underscore Greenleaf. G-R-E-E-N-L-E-A-F. Um, and then my I'll repeat website, all this for your notes. No worries. Yeah. Seriously, right. And then uh, I'm also on my website is realinyourcrazy.com and it's R-E-E-L. So that is where you can find me. I love it. I am so grateful you came on here. The oh. super nutshell about community and things like that. We we're in a Facebook group together. I literally made a simple post. She said, hey, let's connect. And immediately we connected. So, you know, you talked about your being in a podcast in the beginning, just go do it. Just do what you want to do. Go do it. Makes you happy. Just go do it. You don't know what's coming. So Christy, I, I'm so excited you came on here. Like I said, I'm going to repeat all your other ways to contact you within the uh, podcast bio and through everything else. So I just really, really appreciate you and your beautiful story. Well, I appreciate you really prioritizing women and entrepreneurs and self-care. Um, you're doing amazing work and your listeners are super lucky to have you. So thank you so much for having me on. I, I am super blessed to be able to be here today. So thank you so much. Hello, and thank you for listening to Stress Less with me, Jess. Please subscribe so you can get upcoming episodes every other Tuesday or leave a review. I would love to hear your thoughts and feelings about today's episode or any other episode you have listened to. If you need more resources or wondering how I can help you with my individual coaching or my workshops, please visit me at journeytoyourself.net. Have a fabulous day.